Welcome back. 1061 ESPN at Joseph's here. Uh, Commanders and Eagles coming up on Sunday, round one. A couple weeks later, round two will occur down in D.C. Uh, should be interesting. Josh Harris, will he be at the game? Will he be in the Commanders box? Will he just have all the Sixers watching the game on the Commanders side? One of the many questions uh, that we have for this one coming up on Sunday. Joining us now, George Wallace of WTOP. George, what's going on? Hey, Matt. How are you? By the way, that forget about the game. That's going to be the fun part. And then Phil, the Sixers have media day the following day in Philly. So it's a big weekend for Josh Harris. Yes, it is. Although I feel like Josh <laughs> Harris is only talking commanders here. Like I feel like he's only focusing on the commanders and kind of ignoring the Devils and the and the Sixers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now he knows it's been a it's been a whirlwind for him. It's been fun to kind of be around him a little bit and kind of hear him uh, at how he has so many sleepless nights and he's getting calls at midnight about you know leak it leaks in the stadium and trying to fix traffic and things like that. And he knows that he said he's going to be basically judged for uh, and remembered for what he does with with the commanders because this is his hometown and this is what he's putting a lot into right now and this is uh what his focus is at the moment but yeah i just you just can't imagine being an owner for three teams like this and at this time of year they're all overlapping so you kind of have to be with everybody but yeah his focus right now to your point is basically all football all the time is it right now so the highs of the first two games, how shocking was the la- the last game with all the lows that happened for this team? I mean, I, I was pretty I was pretty shocked to be honest, Matt, that they did, that they played. I thought that they would take the next step, and I didn't think they'd win the game to be honest. But I thought that they would prove that they could be in a game with a Buffalo. Look, this is year four of Ron Rivera, and yeah, this is a measuring stick game for him. And that you know, you you come out and perform like that, that shows you got a long way to go. So. I was shocked that they so poorly, and not only maybe the, the offensive line, we know that they've had the issues, but for me, the defense was a big uh, question mark and concern for the way they played on Sunday. And hopefully, oh, look, it doesn't get any easier with Allen last week, and then he got hurt to DeAndre Swift this week. So the defense is going to have to bounce back. Because, look, as, as you and I both know, the defense, especially early in this season, is going to have to carry games and as this offense is – coming into its own and continuing to evolve. So in a game against a team like Buffalo, even this week, the defense has to show up. How many of Sam Howell's interceptions do you blame on him last week? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd put them all on him, really. I mean, he basically said it for uh, two. I mean, well, look, the last play, the last of the, the pick six was just a, a tremendous athletic play. But in that situation, too, get rid of the ball. So, um, you know, he knows that he's holding on to the ball too long. And he knows he has to make quicker decisions and better decisions. And he knows, he said, that that what we saw last week is not the kind of player he is. So hopefully he can get rid of those things quickly. One thing I will say, and and I know a lot of people have said it too already, Sam Howell, you can tell, and players have kind of told us too, no matter what happens on the field, he's already moved on. He's done with it. He doesn't reflect on it. He He doesn't let it linger. He is a guy that is proven to, at least early on here, that if he makes a mistake, it's quickly on to the next play, and you have to forget about it. So he's going to have to flush this pass game, learn from it, and move on against Philadelphia. What do you think of the run-pass ratio that this team currently has? Yeah, I'd like to see him run the ball more, especially if Hal's getting, uh, uh, you know, attacked pretty much back there. And with nine, I mean, nine sacks is just, I mean, you're on pace for over 100 sacks. You can't do that. Uh, I'd like to see the ball in Brian Robinson's hand more. I mean, he's a breakout kind of guy. He kind of alluded to it after the game a little bit, saying that he'd like the offensive line 
or he'd like to run the ball more and, you know, offensive line do more and the quarterback do more. But you can tell he's – I think he's getting frustrated a little bit. Got under 50 carries so far this year, a couple of touchdowns, just over 200 yards. So I think that I'd like to see it a little bit different, especially I think they could have done a little more in the first half last week. Just if anything, to try and sustain drives, keep Buffalo off the field. I'd like to see him do it this week if they can against Philadelphia because he's a he's a top-notch running back. I mean, look, last year we didn't see Brian Robinson at his full strength after the shooting. So I think he's at full strength now, and I think that they should just kind of turn him loose and see what he can do. You have to get the ball out of Hal's hands, especially if he's taking all these sacks. you got to get it. You know, we talk a lot about the screen game up here and get it in your playmaker's hands and let him create. And I'd like to see the same thing with Brian Robinson. Do we think Eric Bieniemy is capable of doing that, or is he still trying to put the Kansas City Chiefs offense that you can run with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in place in D.C. where he doesn't have those kind of guys? Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that he's still – and he, he literally told us today that he's still still figuring each other out. I mean, yeah, it's only, it's only three weeks in, so he's still kind of figuring out what he has to work with rather than, you know, doing what he wants to do, but if – he necessarily can't do it, to your point, because he doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes or a Travis Kelsey. So he kind of has to adapt. I think he can, yes. I think I've, I've seen the – I've liked what I saw the first couple of weeks, especially down 21-3 to Denver. Kind of didn't really go away from anything, kind of stuck with it and mixed some things up and put some guys in space and uh, got creative there. So, yes, I think he is capable of doing it. I also think that he's still learning what he's got on offense because he's got some playmakers. He's got to put them in right positions to make plays. And the irony is you're playing the team last year in Philadelphia. You won the game by running the ball, I think it was 40, yeah. 45 times. And yeah. I think that's how you kind of shorten this game. And, and I'm concerned that they're going to try and make this a shootout, and that's just not going to work out. I agree. You can't, you can't get in a shootout with Philadelphia. You have to control the line of scrimmage. I know, some, I know it's boring, but you, you got to do it. So what, like we said last year, it was definitely over 40 times they were able to run the ball, keep Philadelphia off the field. Same drive, score touchdowns. I mean, that's the you know that's the formula. Because look, right now Philadelphia is looking at shots after seeing what Buffalo did, what that defensive line did to Sam Howell. You know they're going to come after him like crazy on Sunday. So uh, Eric Bannon is going to have to counter that, and hopefully he'll keep it on the ground a little more. How would you grade Emmanuel Forbes so far this season? Yeah, it's, he's he's been he's been up and down. I think I think. Uh, you know, you can definitely see the quickness. You can definitely see the hands, especially those first couple of weeks. Um, but even Jack Del Rio, you know, is basically saying today it's a long season, and you know he's gonna he's he's a football player, and he's gonna have his ups and downs, and he's still a rookie. He's only played three games, so I like what I've seen, and I know that uh, you know lots of made of his size, but he's quick, and he, he I think he anticipates really well, and I think you're just gonna see him get better and better as the weeks go on for sure, especially with all the opportunities he's getting. Which part of the defense do you think let them down the most against against Buffalo last week? Um, you know, they, fine to be honest, they, you know, it, they, they couldn't really contain Allen. They got to him. They were close a couple of times. But as Jonathan Allen said this week, you got to finish those plays. you got to get him on the ground. And they weren't able to do that. So I, I, and I gave Allen some more time. And, you know, Stephon Diggs, found some holes in that secondary, which he does. I mean, the guy's a great player, so you kind of you knew that was coming. But up front, I would like to have seen the line. Because, look, that's the strength of his team, right? We've seen it the first couple of weeks. And you got to get to the quarterback, and you got to make sure you put him down. That's what they're going to have to do this week with, with uh, Jalen Hurts as well. Everybody's got to be on the same page 
up front when you're rushing the football or trying to contain Swift or uh, Jalen Hurts. So what is another matchup that maybe you're looking at for this game on Sunday that might tip the scales in either direction? I think right now, I mean, I think it's I think it's um, Philly's defensive line is very good. We know that. If the Washington offensive line, I mean, I think it's honestly, I think it's between both lines on both sides of the ball. So Philly's defensive line is very good. Their offensive line is very good, but Washington's defense should be able to disrupt that if they play to their capability and make things uncomfortable for Jalen Hurts. And then you're going to have to have your back end cover. But on Washington's side, you're going to have to keep. Sam Howell upright. You can't. You cannot take another nine sacks, and hopefully that means you know Eric Bieniemy is is working this week to try and to get creative. But I think it's going to be a line of scrimmage type of game on both sides. If I'm looking at it, can this team sustain the momentum they have the first couple weeks off the field? Obviously, they've had a couple sellouts. There was there's all this enthusiasm, all this emotion. Then they lose to the Bills. If they kind of you know lose to the Eagles in blowout fashion, does the momentum kind of fade a little bit, or do you think because of the new ownership group, they're going to keep it all year at least? Yeah, I think I think the number one thing this year is that Dan Snyder is gone. So I don't think that can be overlooked. To be honest, yeah, you know, if you get blown out this week, then I think you do have some serious problems because, again, like I said before, you're in year four of this program in a situation where you shouldn't be getting blown out, especially division games and, you know, a game at home like last week uh, if you really want to take that next step, which we heard, you know, all of last year being year three. So this is for sure. But for me, it's, yes, you want to see wins on the field, but the main thing you can still say from now and forever is that Dan is gone. So I think that is still going to be, at least for this year, the honeymoon. Because here's the other thing that I think everybody's going to watch. I mean, to be honest, I still think there are going to be a lot of changes in the offseason. So that's going to be fun to watch, too. So the thing is that these new guys are in here, and they're going to put their stamp on it. They're still evaluating. The momentum has been high the first couple of weeks, no doubt about it, or since July, since Josh Harris' group took over. And I think you're going to continue to see that. Now, if you keep getting blown out in games, that will diminish a little bit. But if you can be entertaining, if you can be in football games throughout the year, then I still think you're going to have the momentum again because the number one reason you had the momentum is still still there. Like, he's, you know, that you have a new owner. Let me wrap up here, and we're wrapping up here with George Wallace, WTOP. My theory is they hired Eric Bieniemy to make it easier for him to move over one seat because they figured that Ron Rivera was going to go this offseason. Do you think, unless this offense is a complete disaster, that Eric Bieniemy is one of the front runners? should they fire Ron Rivera? Yeah, I think it's all still up in the air, but yes, to your point, that was my immediate thought as well, and I think Ron Rivera knows that as well. I mean, Ron's going into last year's deal next year, a lot of things up for grabs. So, yes, barring the offense, going completely in the tank, then, yes, you have to be able to I, – I would say Eric Bieniemy is an option, and I think that is one of the reasons Ron brought him here, to be honest, um, uh, you know, and then to work with Sam Howell and develop him. Uh, but, again, that could all change if they go, we have five wins and you're not scoring 15, 16, 17 points a game. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to find their rhythm and kind of get rolling here. But I do think that that is all part of – what could be an option next year, barring a complete, uh, a complete disaster, a complete you know uh, going in the tank for the rest of the year, which I don't think is going to happen. 
When you're up in the Washington, D.C. area, check out WTOP and uh, thank our friend George Wallace for always giving us some time. George, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. Always love coming on anytime. All right. uh, That is uh, George Wallace, WTOP, at G Wallace, WTOP on Twitter. And uh, I want that tape marked to AJ. He agreed with me. He thinks that it's just this is this is me once again thinking that the commanders went a little over the top because if you were and I've said this all along, I think the commanders were concerned that this might have been and or the next one might have been the hiring cycle that finally got Eric Bieniemy hired as a head coach. And I think they said, well, we can't let that happen. We want him to be our head coach because we know, for the most part, unless we go 12 and 5, you know, 13 and 4, we're going to fire Ron Rivera. So why not make it easier for Eric to be around the program for the first year, be the offensive coordinator, show us what he can do. And then when Ron goes, we say, hey, Eric, why don't you just take a step over and become the head coach? Now, the only thing, the fly in the ointment would be is if this offense is bad and he is the reason why and we get more stories about the players complaining and things like that. But I just think they didn't have to do it. I think they could have just gone with a different offensive coordinator and just hired Eric Bieniemy next hiring cycle because if he hadn't been, uh, if he hadn't been hired so far, I just I don't think anybody else would have hired him. What do you think, AJ? I've been with you since the beginning. I said that uh, before the season even started. Not exactly that, but I I thought they were bringing him in to turn over the coach to him. Yeah, I I just think, and I think, and this is the other slight part, I think they almost brought in a guy whose offense wouldn't fit the personnel to try and make everybody mad at Ron Rivera because they couldn't be mad at Eric Bieniemy. He's the the jewel of all the offensive coordinators that were available. He's the guy that was supposed to be one of the best offensive coordinators in football, so you can't be mad at him if the offense is not working. Oh, let's be mad at Ron Rivera to make things easier when we actually do fire Ron Rivera, even though most of the fan base is probably already – Ready to move on from Ron Rivera. I will say I expect him to adapt to the team that he has adopted as an offensive coordinator a little better than this. Right. And this is all, I mean, look, they're two and one. They could win Sunday in Philadelphia and become three and one. And all this doesn't matter. And all this stuff that I'm saying is complete, terrible and awful. And I'll come on Monday and be like, look, the offense looked great this week. I'm wrong. Everything I've said is wrong. But I mean, if they fall to two and two, Losing their two games against the two legitimate opponents that they've faced so far, because let's be honest, they didn't score 70 on Denver, and they barely beat Arizona. And now Arizona's acquitting themselves well, and obviously, but like Arizona's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Then that kind of puts pressure on Thursday night when the when the Commanders host the Bears, because the Bears may actually be the worst team in the league. So, look, you know, they need to get a one win in these next two. Yeah, but um, the Eagles are be- one of the best. They're one of the best teams. I don't think this means anything. I mean, listen, you're probably right, and I appreciate you saying that because I agree. They are one of the best. But I think if if people want to say the commanders take – I think fans are tired of the commanders being an 8-9, eight, 9-8, an eight, 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 nine, nine you know, 10-7 type team. They want the commanders to take the next step and be a, a double-digit win team. And losing to the Bills and losing to the Eagles, especially if they're blowouts, just kind of says, oh, well, we're going to skate in. We're going to get a wild card. We're probably going to lose in the first round if we're lucky, you know, so on and so forth. It's bad, but it's not over. I don't I don't want to hear it's over after this game. I expect them to no, lose no, no. to the Eagles. No, no, no. I, I agree. This, It's not over. I'm just saying 
that you have to they would have to calm expectations. And then the Bears game becomes a must win because if you go and lose two games in five days and then we and the media have ten days to discuss these losses, this was the time, and we'll break in just a second, this was the time after the Bears game on Thursday that I said if you're going to fire Ron Rivera in season, which I don't think they will, if you're going to fire him, it would be October 6th after the Bears game. It would be that Friday because you would have nine days to prepare for the Falcons and you could kind of refresh things a little bit. I don't think it's going to happen. But let's say they look bad against the Eagles and somehow lose to the Bears. That would be the time because they're not going to fire him after the bye week. The bye week has, I think it's like four weeks left in the season. So that's the other reason why the pressure would get ratcheted up for that game on Thursday night. But we'll see. I mean, this is this is kind of what happened. I mean, look, I thought the Commanders were going to be a playoff contender uh, before the season began. I still think they're going to be a playoff contender. If they lose on Sunday to the Eagles and their two losses – or to the Eagles and the Bills, all it shows me is they're not ready to take the next step. That's all. But I think then that becomes they better beat the Bears. With 10 days, I would like to think they can win in Atlanta. And then with another seven days, I'd like to think they could win in New York. We'll see what the status is of Saquon Barkley. And then you've got the Eagles and the Patriots those next two games. So, um, look, look good. Lose a competitive game in Philadelphia, then we could change our outlook. But get blown out in Philadelphia once again, then we'll see if the new ownership thing is still going to give people the momentum that we've seen so far. New ownership can only take you so far. Josh Harris can only do so many things. Make forget Daniel Snyder. But if the team on the field is still the same old team, eventually it's going to rub off, and then FedEx Field's going to start feeling like an Eagles home game or a Patriots home game or a Giants home game, whatever it is. So winning, it's great that they have new ownership, and that's going to keep going, but um, they've got to continue to win in order to keep that momentum. Uh, let's take a timeout. We'll do one final segment, get you set for the show tomorrow. You're listening to 106.1 ESPN.